thank you for the privilege of being able to share with you. It's good to be here again. It's good to catch up with some folk that we know and uh, in the good fellowship. Praise the Lord, because that is what I'm going to speak on this morning. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it's a good thing to praise the Lord. It's a good thing. In, in the, uh, that's, I'm going to speak from Psalm 148, but I have Psalm 147, he says this, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant, and praise is beautiful. Let's pray before we get into the Word of God. Father, we just want to humble our hearts before you and to acknowledge that you are great and you are greatly to be praised. Lord, I just pray that you will speak into each heart here this morning that we might receive your Word and, and that out of an abundance of thanksgiving and praise, we will bring you honor because of who you are and for what you've done. We just commit our time to you this morning, and may your lovely name be honored and glorified in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, Psalm 148 says this. Yeah, next one. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you stars of light. Praise Him, you heaven of heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created. He also established them forever and ever. He made a decree which shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea, you great sea creatures, and all the depths, fire and hail, snow and clouds, stormy wind fulfilling His word. Mountains and all hills, for fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven. And he has exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, of the children of Israel, a people near to him. Praise the Lord. You'll notice when you first come, as you go back to this um, first section, praise the Lord, praise him all your heavens. He speaks of what's happening in the heavens. You know, in heaven... They are praising. Heaven is a continual place of praise. In the book of Revelation, when John is given, taken up into heaven, he sees this throne and one seated upon the throne. And heaven is a place of glorious color. And heaven is a place of unceasing praise. They are in heaven, are praising God continually. Day and night, they cease not to give praise. There John sees, before the throne, he sees living creatures. Creatures that we don't see on earth, but God, when he created the heavens and the earth, on day one, he created what was in heaven. He creates the heavenly beings, the angels, the living creatures. These living creatures, 
One has the face of a lion. One has the face of a man. One has the face of a calf. One has the face of a flying eagle. And they cease not. They have six wings. They're full of eyes inside and out. These are amazing creatures. And they, they cease not to cry, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who lives, who was, who is, and who is to come. He's forever to be praised. And when they do that, there's, there's 24 seats with elders sitting on the seats. And they fall down and they worship before the throne. And they say, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and praise, thanksgiving, riches, and honor. Why? Because you have created all things. For your pleasure they are and were created. You are worthy. And so we see in heaven there's this continual praise of God. Praise rises up before Him. The heavenly host praise Him continually. Now He's praised because of what? Because He's created all things. He's worthy because of creation. God is worthy to be praised. Now who was the creator? God the creator but John says this in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God all things were created by him and without him was not anything made which was made now we find for later on in John he says the word which is speaking of the Lord Jesus became flesh and dwelt amongst us so it was God manifest in the flesh, dwelt amongst us. So the creator of all things takes upon himself flesh and blood and he walks amongst us as a man. Now, if you passed him on the street, you wouldn't recognize him as the creator because he so veiled himself in our humanity and yet he was God. God was walking amongst us and the disciples, they must have been amazed because when Jesus first called them, there were, it says there was nothing about him that attracted them to him. There was nothing, there was no glamorous about it. In this world, we have all the glamour. You see all the stars and the, the shining things and the attractive things. There was nothing like that about the Lord Jesus. He was, he was a quiet man, quietly disposed. He just went about his, his business of calling people to himself quietly. He does, God does things not, not necessarily in the way that we think. He does move mightily, but Quite often, God will work in the quiet, like that testimony that Joel shared this morning, you know, sharing the Word of God. You know, God works in people's lives just through, through our sharing. I'll, I'll share this, because it is, it, it's, I, this week, last week, I had an audit, and I was speaking um, with um, Verna last night about the table and uh, about this, and this um, young Chinese fellow, who's, he's from China, he's studying in Australia, he's done his study studies and he's got a job doing auditing and now like with with my work with farming if I'm going to put it into the fruit into the supermarkets my product goes into the supermarkets then I have to do fresh care and you have to be audited you have to keep a record of everything and so on so he's doing the auditing anyway while he's doing the auditing we you know we sit down and just talk and I I thought you know I thought you know you sort of pray in your mind Lord if you know if, if an opportunity comes up you know I'll, I'll share and um well, I just asked him, you know, I thought, oh, I'll just ask him, have you, have you ever heard of Christian things? And, um, and he says, oh, in, in China, I know there's a lot of, um, now this he's not a Christian, 
And he says, I know there's a lot of people becoming Christians. So we knew that. And um, he says, but oh, I don't know. I said, well, what, do you believe there's a God? Oh, I don't. I don't really know. No, he says, no. He said, he said, I don't really believe there's a God. But he says, oh, I don't know. He says, you know, he says, like, he's, you know, the scripture says God has put an eternity within everyone's heart. Well, that's, that's, he sort of said, you know, we, we do, you know, there must be something after death, you know, whether we, you know, come back as something else or, you know, whatever. And so he's, he doesn't have much idea of the things of God. And yet, when he came to Australia, he was befriended by a group from the university who he got involved in Bible studies. And he said he just wanted to further his English. Anyway, so, but he says, something, what happened? Some, maybe something, someone did something, but they've turned him off. All right, so I thought, oh, well, that's, that's a bit sad, but... Um, so I started to share with him the gospel, the real gospel of Jesus coming and dying and taking our place and paying the penalty for our sin. And I spoke about being righteous before God and God giving us his son's righteousness and not our righteousness because we, we know. And, and it was a really good conversation because he, he said to me, I said to him, I asked him the question, if you were to stand before God, and God was to ask you, why should I let you into my heaven? What would you say? And most people will say, well, I'm a good person. And he said, I've done some good things. That's what I'd say. And I said, does that mean you're a good person? He says, no, not really. <laughs> so, so, but, but um, and then I was, I was just sharing with him, you know, how God paid the penalty for our sins. And he says, well, that's a bit unfair on God's part meaning that we should pay, our, pay the penalty for our sins. But I said, that's love, that God should send his son and that he should take our place in our penalty. I said, that's love, that's God demonstrating. And he could see it, he could see it. He says, when I go back to China, he says, because he wants to go back. And he says, I'll look into it more, I'll look into it more. So there's, there's a little seed that has been planted in his heart, you know, and so... I forgot what I was going to say <laughs> as I was going on to that. But anyway, that's, that's um, uh, you know, it's just, I, I said that to say something and it's left, left my mind, but that's all right. Yeah, an opportunity, yeah, to give thanks to the Lord, yeah, for his goodness. Um, when we come to this, they're praising him, yeah, they're praising him in the heavens. They're glorifying the Lord Jesus. And um, he is the creator. He is worshipped as the creator, as creator God. He, he's the one. The creator comes down and he dwells amongst us. He walks amongst us. Jesus walks amongst us. The, the, so he's worthy. Jesus is worthy because of creation. He's worthy because of his care. I'm going to go through, through a few C's, all right? He's worthy because of his care for us. If you go down to... Uh, where it says the reasons for praise. Just click down until just after that. And he says, David says this, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows well. So here David recognizes that God, he is, he is made marvelously in the womb. 139 descri describes the formation of the baby in the womb. 
And he says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. In secret, he says, you formed me in the womb. The, the way a baby is formed in the womb is miraculous because every part has to be formed in order. Evolution says it just happened over long periods of time and somehow it all came together and this is how you are. But glory and honor to God, God knew exactly every part had to be formed in the right order for you to be made complete. The lungs had to be formed at the right time. The heart had to be formed at the right time. All the organs of the body had to be formed at the right time. You think about this. If, if I believed in evolution and I thought, well, long periods of time, slow processes brought me here, you think about the lungs. How long would it have taken for the lungs to evolve? How many, how many minutes have you got before you're considered dead? All right? Oxygen, what, what do the lungs do? They take oxygen out of the air and th you breathe in. Through osmosis, they squeeze Ox blood is pumped around through the lungs and by osmosis as you take a breath in oxygen is squeezed into the blood that blood um, enriched with oxygen is then pumped around your body the blood the oxygen in the body gives life to your body it's then turned into carbon dioxide and as you exhale you it breathes out now you think about that that process which is quite complicated because you can't have millions of years. What was the old monkey lying out in the hot sun for millions of years while he waited for his lungs to evolve? Because they say slow processes, long periods of time it took for all these things. And same with all your other organs of your body, your heart, your liver, your, your kidneys, all those other functions. Did they evolve slowly over millions of years? You know, if there's something slightly wrong with you, you rush off to the hospital. Because if, if something's wrong... You could be dead in a few minutes. You could be dead in a very short time. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And because of that, Jesus is worthy to be praised because he's the creator. He made us amazing. We can't even, we can't even produce a cell. A cell is so complicated. They used to say the single simple cell. But it's got so many functions. It's got, you can't, you can't. You know, you, you can have this wonderful theory that somehow everything happened. But when you look at creation, the amazing works of God, the amazing things of how things are made, it just can't happen. It has a design behind everything. And, and Jesus is worthy because of creation. All creation praise, the heavens praise him. And he says, I will praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Then he says in um, Psalm 71, by you, this is his care. He's, he's worthy of praise because of his care. By you, I have been upheld from birth. You are he who took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be continually of you. David recognizes that God is the sustainer of his life. His care, his love for him. And he praises him. Because he cares for us. And friend, this morning, he cares for each one of us. Every detail of our lives. He knows. He knows everything we're going through. All our troubles. All our anxieties. We think sometimes we're all alone and, and God doesn't hear. But God does. He knows. And sometimes we walk in the darkness. And yet in the darkness, God is there. 
because the darkness is light to him. It might be to us, dark, but to him, he sees through the darkness. And then, and, then, and then at the end there, I've got that one. You are worthy, Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. So he's worthy because of creation. And then the next one there, go to the next one. Sing to the Lord what God does. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp to our God, who covers the heavens with clouds, who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow on the mountains. He gives food, the beast its food and to the young ravens that cry. He does not delight in the strength of a horse. He takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his mercy. What does God do? He clothes the heavens with clouds. He causes it to rain. He brings, he's in control of the weather. Do you know actually Job says that he disciplines the nations with the rain or withholding rain? You know God is in control of the weather. Not global warming. Not the God of this world. God is in control and he controls nations. He says to Israel, if you would walk in my ways and obey my statutes, he says, I would give you the rain at the appointed time. And do you know why we are going to see terrible weather in the future? Is because the more men and women's hearts are against God, and the more they refuse to honor and glorify and praise the Creator, and not Charles Darwin or some um, philosophy made up by this world, the more we're going to see climatic circumstances become worse and worse because God is in control of the weather. God is in control of things. And so he says, if you want to walk my ways, I'll bless you. It's like I have this, I've heard this phrase, go woke, go broke. And it's true. You go woke, you'll go broke. But if you go God's way, you'll have blessing after blessing. God has promised it in his word. And the thing that really struck me is regards to the universe, the heavens. How do the heavens praise God? Because the stars praise him, the sun, moon and stars, they praise him. All the planets, they praise him. Do they have voices to praise him? No, not like us. They don't have lips to praise him. They're there. But how do they praise him? It says this in the Proverbs, those who disobey the command praise the wicked. And I thought, well, those who obey the command praise the righteous. So if praise, if, if to obey God's command is to praise God, then the universe praises God because they obey his command. They show, it's no wonder it says when you look at the heavens, the heavens declare the glory of God. The earth, the, um, the sky, the firmament, day after day they utter speech. Night after night they show forth knowledge. They're praising God all the time because they're doing what he says. Do you know when God says to the sun, be dark, it will be dark. When God turns the moon to blood, it will turn to blood at his command. And it will obey him because all are his servants and they bring forth his praise.
We'll go on, to, go on to the next one. David says this in Psalm 28. He says, Blessed be the Lord, because he has heard the voice of my supplication. The Lord is my strength and shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. Therefore, my heart rejoices, greatly rejoices, and my song, and with my song, I will praise him. What's David? The care of the Savior, the care of the shepherd. David cries out to him. God hears his voice. He hears his supplication. And he acknowledges, Lord, you're my strength. You're my shield. My heart trusts in him. I am helped. He is, you know what it says in, um, we have a throne of grace in Hebrews. We have a throne of grace that we can go to in time of need. He is our helper. He is our strength in time of need. A throne of grace whereby we can find help in our difficulties. And David finds this in his difficulties. And therefore, what does he do? He says, my heart greatly rejoices. And my, with my song, I will praise him. Praise him because God hears, he cares. Psalm 63 because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands to your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. You think about in this world we live in, how much praise of God do you hear? You don't hear much, do you? No, you hear the, you don't hear the praise of God. God is suppressed. He's not the creator. Evolution, and it's taught in, school, in universities, in schools. It's constantly drummed into people. But he is worthy to be praised. Heaven, heaven praises him. How much us on earth we should praise him. Because he's great, he's greatly to be praised. And David says, my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. He's worthy to be praised because of his care. He's worthy to be praised because of Calvary. He's Calvary. Jesus comes down from eternity past to eternity future. He's always been. He always will be. He takes upon himself flesh and blood, and the Creator walks with his creature. And he talks with us, and he fellowships with us, and he communes with us. He walks with his creature, the one he created. Just imagine the Creator walking amongst us, talking to us. And yet, the creature takes the Creator and crucifies him. Think about that. The creature, the one that, create, that was created, takes the creator and crucifies him. God loved us so much that they couldn't kill Jesus. They couldn't kill him unless he surrendered his life to death. He yielded up to death. 
And because of Calvary, he's worthy because of redemption. He's worthy because of what he did on Calvary. And when you come to the book of Revelation in the chapter 5, and John sees in the throne, he sees one, he sees a lamb as, as, as it, the, uh, has his, the marks of death upon him. As it had been slain, he sees this lamb in the midst of the throne. And he, that lamb has a scroll, the title deed of earth. This scroll which gives the right to mankind to rule this earth. And here we have one. And John sees this scroll in the right hand of him who sits upon the throne. And, and a cry goes out, who is worthy to open this scroll and, and loose the seven seals? And no one on earth, neither in heaven, was found worthy. No one. But there is one, John weeps because of this. But then he sees one, he, and the angel says to him, don't weep, John. The lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. And he has, has, he has, has the right of the title deed of this earth. To, and he sees the Lord Jesus in the midst of the throne. And when you, the whole creation, the whole heavenly host, they worship him, they give him glory. And the, when, when, when they see him, it says the four and twenty elders, I'll read it to you. They fall down and they worship before God. Oh, just wait a sec. So I don't have it on my slide. Oh, don't worry about it. They fall down, they worship before God, and they say, Worthy is the Lamb of, that was slain. Shed His blood for us. To re it says, You've redeemed us to God by your blood. And you've made us kings and priests unto our God. And we shall reign upon the earth. We shall reign. So we see one who, who became a man to, to redeem us from the bondage of Satan, from the bondage of death, from the bondage of sin. He came to give us life eternal. He came to pay the penalty, to forgive us and to give us this gift of eternal life. So why? He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy to be praised because of Calvary. He's worthy to be praised because of his conquest. Not only did he deal with our sin, but he dealt with the power of the devil. Satan's power that he had over us. The power of death. Satan had the power of death. And Hebrews says this, through death, Jesus destroyed him that had the power of death. That is Satan. And delivered those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. You see, death, is a, death has a real fear about it. Death is called in the book of Job the king of terrors. No one really wants to die. Death is an enemy for us. You don't want to die. Nobody wants to die. That's why, why when you're flying, they have all these safety regulations that, you know, yeah, everybody's got to be saved. You have all these safety regulations on the road. Why? Because we consider life as important. We fear death. But it says that he through death destroyed him that had the power of death. And he took away from those who trust in him the fear of death. You know, we don't want to die, all right? 
But as a believer in the Lord Jesus, because he's put his Holy Spirit within us and he's given us life, he, we have a hope. We don't die with a terrifying fear. We die in hope because Jesus has given us life. Isn't that a precious thing? To have? We have a hope. We have an amazing hope. And because of that, we can praise, can't we? We can glorify his name. So how do we praise? Go on the next one. How do we praise? Well, we were praising this morning, weren't we? I will praise the name of the Lord with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. So when you thank, thank the Lord and praise the Lord and give him honor, singing within your hearts, melody within your hearts to the Lord, praising him. In um, next one down, rejoice in, sorry, in the same one here. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise is, from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy. Psalm 33. So here is David. He's rejoicing in the Lord, isn't he? He's praising the Lord. His heart is lifted up in thanksgiving to God. You see, when you see what God has done for you, when you realize the greatness of God and how he stepped down to lift us up, what it does it do within your heart? Your heart is thankful in it. It's praising the Lord continually. And then he says at the end there, Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. So we praise him with a song. We praise him with the lips, giving him thanks to his name. Now James says this, the tongue, which, you know, the behind those lips, but the lips move. They say, how can you tell a politician is lying when his lips are moving? But anyway, that's just sorted. But um, we praise him with the lips. We give him thanks with our tongue. And James says about the tongue, the tongue is an amazing instrument. It's like the rudder on a ship. You know, you have this big ship, this monstrous ship, but it's only got a little rudder. And it just turns. It turns the whole big ship. And that tongue... It turns, and it's, 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 it's an amazing member in our body. And James says it's very difficult to control that tongue sometimes. You know, you can use it for good. You can use it for evil. But God wants us to use our praise for His praise, doesn't He? he sorry, our, our tongue for His praise. And to, that we might praise His name. Not to slander one another, not to speak against one another, but to praise Him. Because He says, how can you praise God? And then slander a brother who's made in the image of God. No, we shouldn't do that. We should praise, continual praise. Praise Him. How do we praise? We praise with what God has given us. We praise Him with our life, actually. Our life should bring Him praise. When people see the way we live, the way we walk, the way we conduct ourselves, that person brings honor and praise to the Lord. I bring honor and praise to the Lord when I walk in obedience to his word. Just like the stars and the sun and the moon, when they obey him, they praise him. I will praise him by my life. Where do we praise? Let's have a look at where do we praise. He says, I will give thanks to you in the great assembly. I will praise you among many people. So David says, I'm going to declare your praises among the assembly. I'm going to Praise you among many people. And it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. 
give praise to his name. And then he says, I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. He's going to declare the name of the Lord among the nations. And isn't it good to, that the name, even though the devil, we live in the devil's domain because he's a prince of the power of the air, yet the name of Jesus has gone out throughout this whole world. And today especially, and it should be every day of the week, but today we remember a day where we come aside. And what do we do? We praise the name of the Lord. And from the rising of the sun until the going down, we're going to praise the name of the Lord. And that name is lifted up every week all around this whole world. The name of the Lord Jesus is praised. So we praise Him. Uh, How much should we praise How much should we praise the Lord? Well, in heaven, they're praising Him continually. We should be praising Him continually, shouldn't we? That's why He says, do all things without murmuring or complaining. That's hard sometimes. It's easy to get into the rut of complaining about everything that's going wrong. But you know what? When you start to rejoice in the Lord when circumstances go wrong, and you start to praise the Lord you'll find your heart is lifted up. You might be difficult. It says we'll give a sacrifice of praise. You know what a sacrifice of praise is? The fruit of our lips, giving thanks to His name. A sacrifice, it's, it's difficult sometimes to offer a sacrifice, but it's sweet in the ears of the Lord. And He responds to that sacrifice of praise. How much should we praise? David says this, My praise shall speak of your... My tongue, sorry, shall speak of your righteousness... And of your praise all the day. All the day. In God we boast all day long and praise your name forever and ever. You know, for the ages of eternity when we get to heaven and we see the depths of his love that is shown towards us, what are we going to do? We're going to worship him. We're going to praise him. From the depths of our hearts, we're going to praise him. Our hearts will be filled with so much praise. He said, David says, I will praise you, O Lord, with all my heart. Not just with my lips, with my heart. There's feeling in it. Right from the depths of my heart, I'm going to praise the Lord. And I will glorify your name forever. And then he says, yeah, I've, I, I said this one. Praise the Lord. Praise O you servants of the Lord, praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun to its going down, the name of the Lord is to be praised. It is to be praised. He is gloriously praised. How great is our praise? Let's have a look at how great our praise should be. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. In the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness. It's beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the sides of the north. The city of the great King. You know one day the King is going to come. And this world, when Jesus comes, is going to be filled with His praise. It says the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. The glory of the Lord will be shed throughout the whole earth. His praise will be throughout the whole earth. It's no wonder when you come to the millennium, when Jesus rules and reigns on this earth, the earth blossoms like you have never seen before. The earth is productive. 
The sun, it says the sun will be seven times brighter, not hotter, brighter. And you think about this, how do plants live? By photosynthesis. They take the sun's light and they convert it to energy. All right? If the sun is seven times brighter, the plants are going to grow like you would not believe. Sorry, yeah, seven times brighter, it says. The, 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 the brightness, the, the power of the sun, not to scorch, but to give life. And, and, and that's why it says, the, re, the, how does it go? The sower will overtake the reaper. I think that's the way it is. In other words, the crops will be so abundant, when it comes time around to sow again, they will still be reaping the harvest. It'll say, get out the road, we've got to plant another crop. You know, that's the, that is the, the, the blessing that will be upon this earth. Because the king will be here and his earth, this earth will be filled with his praise and his glory. Wonderful time. And we, we are going to be here in the, in the millennium. We are going to come back with the king. We're going to be caught up to that heavenly home. But we are coming back to the king, with the king, to rule and reign on this earth. We're going to enjoy his glorious reign on this earth. And in um, the next one, go to the next one. And then he says, sing out the honor of his name. Did I miss one? Oh, yeah, I did. Sorry, just go back. Um, it says, according to your name, this name, this name which is the name above every name, O God, so is your praise to the ends of the earth. His name is great, isn't it? The name of Jesus is great, and it's greatly to be praised. And so is your praise to the ends of the earth. His, his praise should be praised. His name should be honored throughout the whole world. Today, what is his name? It's blasphemed, it's cursed, it's mocked. But there's coming a day when this world is going to honor the name of Jesus. And then it says, let them praise your great and awesome name. It's a name that's above every other name. Then, then it says, sing out the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say to God, how awesome are your works. Through the greatness of your power, your enemies shall submit themselves to you. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They will sing praises to your name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> And this is, I'm going to close with this. As we, uh, praise the Lord, the last one. In Hebrews, Paul says this. He says, therefore, let us continually offer a sacrifice of praise. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. It's offer the sacrifice of praise through the Lord Jesus. Because of what he has done, we offer to God. A praise to Him. The fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. So remember this. Jesus is worthy to be praised because of creation. He's worthy to be praised because of His care for us. He's worthy to be praised because of, because of Calvary, because of His wondrous work on Calvary. He's worthy to be praised because of the conquest over Satan. 
And he's worthy to be praised because he's been crowned King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I don't know why Jesus loved me. I don't know why he cares. But I'm so glad he did. You know, when you look at yourself, why did Jesus love me? Why did he care for me? Why did he give his life for me? He did it because he loves us. He did it because he cares for us. He did it because he wants to show to his creation in his love. And as Sam was sharing this morning, it's beautiful around the Lord's table. For the joy that was set before him, the joy of bringing many sons and daughters to glory, he endured the cross. The creature crucified their creator. But it was for our salvation that he yielded himself to it. And we give him all the glory and the honor this morning.